0: Police psychics, find me.
1: This is Kelly Snyder with Valerie Graham. Our program, Find Me, Police Psychics, and More. Produced and broadcast by Zeus Radio Network for Hear Women Talk. Excited to uh, have she- Shelley Hale with us today. She's a uh, psychic and throws a little bit more into the game with her private investigator background. And uh, She's been doing this for quite some time. The psychic part of, of her... Uh, repertoire is when she was real young, and uh, then she became a psychic, uh, or a uh, private investigator just uh, not too long ago.
0: And, and also, uh, hi Kelly, and hi Shelly, welcome to uh, Please you. Psychics, Find Me, and uh, I'm also very interested to talk a little bit later on as well about you being a certified anti-terrorism specialist. Who deals with cybersecurity and warfare threat profiling? A very heavy duty resume that certainly all served you in good stead on an amazing weekend that you and Kelly uh, participated in in Washington State. And uh, before we do go to that, I do want to tell those, uh, share with them listening in. That they can look at the Find Me website, www.findme2.com, and that's the number two, www.findme2.com. And Find Me, of course, as uh, as Kelly has been so involved the last eight years, is quite an organization of nonprofit organization, and those who are involved donate their time, energy, and resources to finding lost persons, homicide cases, and others. And Kelly, would you share a little bit more about it with our audience?
1: Yeah, Val. The The psychic group is uh, comprised not only of 100-plus uh, psychics, but we also have retired and current police officers. As I had mentioned in other shows, I'm a retired federal, federal agent. And uh, just recently, in the last year and a half, two years, we started receiving requests from experts in the field of handwriting, uh, reverse speech, uh, various uh, police that have wanted to come to our group to uh, utilize their skills that they use when they were actually on the job as a police officer. So uh, along with all of these um, People, we've, we've also got the Arizona Search, Track and Rescue, which is an organization that I hooked up with 10 years ago when I was with the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And this is an extremely professional group of canine search and rescue people. And, uh, just recently we, uh, were on a visit to the state of Washington that uh, I'd like to get into a little bit later in the show.
0: Well, it's a a fascinating and very helpful mission, and I know you have said very often, uh, Kelly, that the act of closure for those parents and friends of victims has been just such a major important mission for you and your group.
1: Well, yeah, what happens is it seems that the police are investigating a case and then they run out of leads or, in some cases, in larger communities they get involved with other homicides or other missing people and and then the case most important to the immediate family uh... gets put off to the side because the police are working on another case and uh... so in in a lot of instances we become the last resort for these families and uh... we still will only deal with the police we don't provide information to the families because a lot of our information in some circumstances uh... involves foul play so we want to provide not only the location of the missing person uh, in cases where there is a homicide or foul play of a missing person, then, of course, we're trying to locate the suspect or suspects involved in that particular disappearance. So along with the fact that uh, you know we don't charge for any of our services, the word spreads rather rapidly that uh, we're out here and we're available to help people. And um, it's been quite interesting in the last say four or five years just because it just seems to get more and more uh... the word out there about our organization and uh... to the best of our knowledge we're the only one in the united states and the world for that matter that is doing this so uh... needless to say we uh... we don't have a need for any cases they just seem to just keep coming and coming
0: there was an interesting question by the way anyone who would like to join us on the chat line it's at hearwomentalk.com, H E R E, hearwomentalk.com. And we do have a question on the chat line saying that if peace, uh, in Peace for Missing, which apparently is an organization, they say that some families don't like the word closure because, quote, that's rarely ever, uh, that rarely ever happens, closure. They want to use the word resolution. What is your opinion of that question from Kay on our uh, talk line?
1: Well, quite frankly, uh, I, I've, I've heard both terms from the families, but uh, what seems to come to me more and more is the fact that they want to know what happened to their loved one. and uh, a Resolution is obviously a great word to use, but ultimately, to find the missing person and to resolve the homicide. Regardless of which word you use, is uh, is closure to the case, and
0: uh, absolutely,
1: certainly, the police want to find out if it was foul play and if there was something, you know, that they need to continue their investigation further to find a suspect or suspects. So, um, I have no difficulty with either either word. It's uh, like I say, it's coming from the families we deal with.
0: Well, I hope that's clarified it for our. Questioner and also, if anyone would like to question us by calling in, please call 914-338-1186. 914-338-1186. And the calls and questions can be for any of us, including our guest, Shelley Hale.
1: Hi, Shelley.
2: Hi, Kelly. Hi, Valerie. Just Hi.
1: Tell us a little bit about yourself, Shelley. I know uh, you joined the Find Me group last year, but uh, um why why did you get involved with the Find Me Group?
2: Well, I you know I was I was born with this gift, and I I sometimes tell the story about um, comparing myself in some ways to a savant, like a music savant. A child, you know, sometimes you see a three-year-old who will sit down and play the piano, and you know, there's no explanation for how they can play um, a, a very uh, difficult piece on the piano. And they're just sort of born with that gift. And with these abilities, I was really born with them they've been a part of me so you can't just necessarily give me one title it's not like i'm just a psychic because i've learned how to live um... and educate myself and be involved in things that are not just about being a psychic um, but i i um, integrated my abilities with um, uh, other skill sets and um, learned how to do investigations quite well Um and you know, it, it's a great gift to have, but it can, um, as a child being a psychic, it's, um, a difficult. Um, there's a lot of, um, you know, skepticism around it. Of um, course, still. Understanding. Yeah, and even still, and I think when you were just bringing up about the difference between, um, you know, resolution or closure, I think for um, us psychics who actually do have a gift, if we don't have any type of closure with a case, um, that um, people can still continue to judge us based. On there not being a closure. <laughs> you, know, so, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, because some psychics can just make up a bunch of stuff, and if the case is never solved, we don't know if it's, if what they're saying is true or not. Of course. Um, so we actually want to, um, as a psychic investigator, or working on, um, you know, cases where we're t- our target is the body. Um, or the criminal, and if we don't actually succeed at that, and our information is can just be deemed, you know, um, not reliable until it, there's that closure, um, we don't look credible.
1: Well, one of the hurdles that we've had to deal with uh, in the last eight years, Shelley, is uh, when we provide the information to the police uh 95% of the time we move on to the next case so we're we're really not 100% certain uh what if any of the information we provided is being acted upon so um, even though we put into place a review system recently about 6 months ago uh prior to that we just moved on to the next case and hoped and prayed that the police were acting upon our information so that uh you know they could get back to us give us feedback so that you know that feedback helps the psychics validate the information that they provided so they can either find out where they made the mistake or find out where their information was accurate and uh... Yeah. So that's that's really important, and
2: uh, you know, and and I I know Kelly gets frustrated with me because it's very hard for me to move to the next case. I want I want to see that one. You fall, want you closure know? now? Like, well, yes. Oh my gosh, I want it, and <laughs> yes, I don't want to do. move on until it is. I I actually want to make sure if they're not following up on it. I'm sitting here at my desk every day trying to follow up and see if I can get something more to give them that's tangible to help them on their path. And resources are so low across the, you know, actually um, everywhere. (laughs) You know, here in Bellevue, we just heard that we're losing, you know, judges and um, police officers and detectives. Um, And so the more we can give those police departments or uh, federal agencies to help them along that's tangible, um, the better you know but they don't have a lot of resources to follow up either so we we as a group have sometimes more that's beneficial for them you
0: you are a very unusually qualified law person in the sense that i understand from your background you're a graduate of the seattle fbi citizens academy you are indeed a licensed private investigator and president of a private investigation company, so, and many more yes, things, and, and many wonderful certifications and, and licensures, yeah. so you're, you're the real deal, Shelly. How do you integrate well, these things? To-
2: I, I have to tell you, I probably overcompensate because I've you had think? to deal with so many people questioning why I knew things and then, again, adding credibility to my, my resume. Um, you know, I, I recently, I'm a constituent on the um, U.S. State Department Overseas Security Advisory Council as well. I'm a member of InfraGard, which is a, an incredible organization that is a FBI private Sector partnership, um, where we work on protecting our infrastructures, um, and a lot of these things are be- having a somewhat of a psychic or intuitive gift is beneficial because oh, yes. um, looking forward. And if you go back to my early days when I was doing consulting work, um, you know just, if you talk about Microsoft or Windows, you know, being able, when we had DOS, looking forward at what the potential was with Windows, um, it was the same kind, using the same kind of gift. But when you're now doing these cases where you have to hone in on, you know, an exact coordinate, you're not going to get away with saying, you know, the body's in the desert. Um, That's not going to cut it. We have to hone our skills. And lots of people have visions. Um, There's people that might be good at solving one case and there's people that are good at solving lots of cases. Um, a lot of um, psychics don't have control over their gift and it's sort of like working out like a professional athlete. We have to do certain things to um To keep our muscle trained and at that top level competitive edge, because um, it's not easy to do. So, for instance, if I went to bed every night and had dreams, random dreams about different things, um, you know, putting that all together, maybe, you know. A little more difficult than if Ke- Kelly calls me up and says, "Shelly, here's the person you need to find." <laughs> I have to then tap into that energy stream and that signal of that person and find them. Shelly, so you have to really hone the skill.
0: Shelly, we need to take a quick break. We can't wait to come okay. back and talk with you and with Kelly about weekend in Washington State. We'll be back.
1: My name is Jesse Jordan with Further Faster Initiatives and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio.
0: This is Dottie
3: Laster, host of Trafficked. Join our Trafficked Social Group. We are having a drawing for one autographed book signed by Francis Bach. We will draw from the names of the members on the Trafficked Social Group. One lucky member will receive a signed autographed copy of Francis Bach's book, Escape from Slavery, a tale of his amazing journey out of Sudan, and to the United States. This book is available at Amazon.com or at the Francis Bach Foundation.org. So join our site or purchase one now. Again, this is Dottie Laster, host of Trafficked.
4: Hi, this is Gina Tremarko with The Martini Meeting. Listen to The Martini Meeting with Eileen Soizan and
0: myself every Thursday at 2.30 p.m. on Zeus Radio for HearWomenTalk.com. When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network, and hear women talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try, Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
1: Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention, hear women talk, and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
0: See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour we
4: Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk. Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way. The Ghost Walk departs nightly at dusk, only at Barefoot Landing in North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Call 843 361 2700 or visit MyrtleBeachGhostWalk.com for advanced tickets. The Myrtle
5: Ghost Have you always wanted a reading by a famous psychic detective or medical intuitive? I'm Annette, hostess of Annette Martin's Psychic World, where you can call in or go to our chat room to get a free reading on my radio show. Our expert guests will be talking about ways to help you in your life. So give us a call and ask a question. Please join us every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Annette Martin's Psychic World. This is Paul Trullove on Zeus Radio Network for HearWomenTalk.com.
0: Psychics. Find me.
1: everyone this is Kelly Snyder with Valerie Graham and our guest today is Shelly Hale. Shelley, uh, just before we went to break uh, you were going through a litany of the various items that you have in your repertoire so if you would just continue from there I and think uh, we're about halfway through them. And
0: before she goes to that I, for, especially for those who just joined us I think it is very fascinating that Shelley is not only a wife and mother of four beautiful children who live in the Pacific Northwest, but she's also a lead licensed private investigator, has uh, been a graduate of the Seattle FBI Citizens Academy, a member of InfraGuard, and so many other things, and also, of course, a member of the Find Me Psychic Team, international Team. And how do you put all this together? Your metaphysical and your mainstream business consultant, a life coach, uh, so many things. How do you put these together?
2: Well, you know, I go back to being born with this gift. And, you know, I um, actually was, um, you know, given some... Ability to understand and know things. So when it comes to being able to, um, get some of these certifications, it's actually information that I feel like I was really, it, really kind of born with. It's sort of, you know, I have a child, yes. child is 15 who, um, I mean, he can do math problems that are so complicated, but you, you know, since he was five years old, he's been in, um, gifted programs and uh, you know his gift is in education my gift is in just intuitive and psychic you know information um, you know and I'm not perfect at it I do but I do my best um, so you know I, I have about 80 certifications uh, with the Department of Homeland Security oh my. Um, I did get my certif- certification in anti-terrorism work about uh, three years ago I was looking for some software to do some coaching online. And while I was doing that, one thing led to another. And I saw that there was some fraud and theft and some other stuff that I wanted to investigate, which is what led me to get my PI license. And um, and then I kind of saw that I had a gift and a talent for this. Um, and I went further with it, and then I started to hone my skills. I thought, you know, I called Kelly and I said, you know, I pretty much have a hundred percent success rate, but I haven't challenged myself enough. So this group might be good for me. And um, so I that's how it happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually yeah. was thinking I I I actually had a pretty big ego and thought you know I'm really good at this. Mm-hmm. Let me get challenged and have you know have some other skills. And I actually you know there's a couple. The Boundary Institute actually has um, some psychic testing online, and I constantly am is. You know, in the morning when I wake up, I, I come in my office and I might do some testing to see where I'm at psychically for the day. I'm um, in terms of remote viewing. Yeah. Um. I met. I've met several people, and um, Anya Briggs and myself, who is actually a member of Find Me. Um, and I did some training with uh, Dr. Melvin Morris on controlled remote viewing and together we were hitting every single target which is sometimes unheard of
0: Um, Shelley uh, a lot of movies and sci-fi have been connected with remote viewing, the Russians had remote viewing, the American remote viewing team, where does that fit into reality?
2: Well it's for, for me, it's it's similar to if you're walking out the door and you don't remember where your keys are or your wallet Not is. Too and, often. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and you'll sort of take a moment and, and, like a movie, you play your activities maybe for the last hour or the last day or the day before mm-hmm. and kind of go back through your memory bank to where maybe you set down your keys or your wallet. For me, if you give me a target, it and or a body I'm supposed to find by a name or a, sometimes a birth date or something that happened to them, like a general description, I will sit in a meditation and it plays somewhat like a movie for me, and I go, okay, here's what it is, but I will say this there's lots of symbols in that movie and they're not actually words or names of things and i have to fill in some of that when i'm describing it on the human level to somebody to try and find that person um you know like what is there a tree nearby is there a road what does the road look like is there dirt on the ground is it is it a a, a gravel road, a dirt road, a paved road, um, other things that might be nearby. Um, I have to try and describe all of these things, and then I have to look for that thing on a map. Um, I'm really big in promoting collaboration. I'm not the psychic that tries to say this is all me and I did oh, this right, and it was right. my stuff. I believe that we we meaning the community that has this gift and actually does this as a profession and works very hard like any other job at this, that we as a community um, can pick up, I might pick up a little piece of it and somebody else might pick up another piece of it. And it is through bringing this group together and our collaboration that we bring the whole puzzle with all our little pieces and make it into a picture that shows the detectives or the family what what happened.
0: That's a and powerful mean, so powerful uh, movement to do that.
1: Yeah, Jack, Kelly know,
2: did you want to say something?
1: Well yeah the, the thing that's significant about what you just said is something I've been striving for with the group for years and that is not every psychic can get the full puzzle not every psychic Mm -hmm. can get everything that there is in an investigation so the fact that we have over a hundred psychics seems to put a little bit more of the pieces to the puzzle and then with that you can uh, provide a little bit better and more identifiable information to the police because early on when we were just a few Uh, it was, it was very difficult to give a full picture as to what we were trying to present to the authorities. And a lot of times, you know, they just looked at us and said it's too generic. We need more. And then, you know, as I stated earlier, uh, in other shows that we wanted to get the GPS coordinates. Because if you say a person is in the desert, like you just said, Shelly, then that, that's meaningless. It, uh, you have to have a GPS coordinate to at least get, the search team or the dogs or whatever you have, the helicopters, into a specific area so they can narrow the search down.
0: Shelley, yeah. you you have been yeah. very well trained, as you have mentioned, with all these amazing certifications and background in yes. PI. Does that change the quality of your psychic input or output?
2: Um, well, it, 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 where it changes is I don't look so much like, you know... Um, I have a better ability to present the information to law enforcement, which has a whole different mentality and, uh, and terminology that they Certainly. like to use. Um, you know, I, I wanted to go back. Uh, we worked on a case. Um, just to give you an example of this uh, that, that was a boat that was at, at sea and it was missing at sea and when I went to Calais I'm like uh, there, I had a vision one day of th- there being this small fire on this boat so I'm thinking but the fire didn't seem to be damaging anything so I didn't I wasn't really understanding where that fire fit in I actually had a conversation with Chris Robinson who is another member who actually is amazing at documentation and he you know, really you know instilled in me to really kind of write down everything and document everything you're getting when i got when i was done with that you know and and i learned that the fire could be interpreted as um you know them having a, a lot of anger and resentment and fury um you know after the boat was found then we realized that they had this big fight on this boat i understood what that fire was about but as you know as a vision if you just wanted to tell people, Oh, there's a fire on the boat and that's what made it sink. Right. You that is misinterpreted incorrect. and and this is what where we find the difference between many of the psychics that are out there. They'll take something and they sell it to a, a, a individual who's vulnerable as that being factual and later on it comes back as not and, you know you know, there's a there's an, a few other cases, you know, similar situations Just like that, where you know you might something comes up, and you know it's your interpretation that kind of can throw things off. So it's really important to kind of stick to the raw data. I mean, I saw a small fire. I saw that the fire didn't do any damage. That's pretty key. Um, You know, could that mean something else? Also, there was a terrorism um, hit that I got, um, and I saw these wires kind of shooting down this vent, and I I, and it felt like it was um, going you know uh, uh, underground and I didn't know what that meant until afterwards because I said it was the following weekend and it happened to be a, um, a train in a, one of the underground trains that had blown up in Russia you know and I was hard because I'm in a country I'm having a vision it's a week away and I don't know the language and I don't know what I, I don't understand what is around me because it's all in a different language and they're talking a different language but there were certain things that I had to learn about my own imagery which now next time I see wires running down through something I'll know it could it's possibly a train.
0: Absolutely we are going to come back with much more with police psychics Find me and Kelly Snyder and uh, I'm Valerie Graham and our guest Shelley Hale is with us and she has quite a bit to ta- quite a bit of uh, interesting experiences to share with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Michelle with LaBellamy Vineyard.
5: You're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
0: When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network, and hear women talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try, Carolina Safari Jeep
1: Tours. Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention, hear women talk, and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
0: See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari Jeep Tour. This is
3: Dottie Laster, the host of Trafficked, an hour-long discussion about human trafficking in the United States. Join me as we meet guests from around the world and locally who are combating the fastest growing crime in the world. Join us every Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk Radio. Tonight, take an adventure on the Myrtle Beach Ghost Walk.
4: Explore the haunted swamps where alligators and the ghosts from long ago still reside. Stroll across floating walkways beneath the Spanish moss as your pirate guide leads Leads you by lantern and shares 13 spooky tales along the way the ghost walk departs nightly at dusk only at barefoot landing in north myrtle beach south carolina call 843 361 or visit myrtle beach ghost for advanced tickets the myrtle beach ghost walk
5: hi i'm annette martin my show Annette martin's psychic world is all about you Call or use chat to talk with my intriguing guests or ask me an on-air psychic question. Every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, we will have an expert with words of wisdom to assist you with your life. So sit back, relax, and listen to Annette Martin's Psychic World on hearwomentalk.com. Hi, this is Kay Van Hoosen, founder of Hear Women Talk. Every Monday, you can return to love with Jen Ward in Genuine Healing. Jen is an empath, a healer, and an intuitive, and Jen will show you how to remove blockages, heal yourself, and feel love. That's Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern on Hear Women Talk. Hi, this is Judy Collins from Judy's House of Oldies, and you're listening to Hear Women Talk Radio on the Zeus Radio Network.
0: Police psychics, find me.
1: back, everyone. This is Kelly Snyder with Valerie Graham, and our, des- our guest today is uh, Shelley Hale. Uh, just before we broke, we were uh, talking, or you were talking, Shelly, about the controlled remote viewing and uh, the, the classes and research that you're doing behind that, but also there's that group of psychics out there and, and, uh, and even John Q. Citizen that periodically have a vision of something. Uh, what is the difference between the two?
2: um well controlled remote viewing is when you have a controlled set of um, you know physical or mental protocols so i was trained the military has a um, a, a a protocol of a controlled remote viewing that they have taught to their recruits and i was tra- i was taught that same process and what we're given is a target number nothing else but a target number and then we have to come up with um bringing the from the subconscious level to the conscious level um the imagery that we get everything you know descriptive about uh that target and um and it so it, it's controlled in the way that we're just given a number, and um, and then we we give as much information, and then our the person who is taking that information is then going to decipher it and figure out you know how or, or what we've come up with, and if we've hit our target or not. Um, you know, it's it's it, everybody has some. You know, you might daydream. You might have a dream at night, or you might be just sitting there and like something kind of uh, uh, something plays in your mind. If you think about the fact that we might have an ability that our our memories are are kind of stored outside of our brains and that there's that source that is actually holding on to all of that information which we get that um, from the University of Virginia study which says that you know a person can actually die and then they come back they're brought back to life and they still can access their memories well that kind of tells us that our memories are stored somewhere else as a psychic or a controlled remote viewer we're tapping into that energy line so whoever it is and then we're we're seeing what we need to see, and provide that information to the person that's going to help them find them.
1: Well, there seems to be a, a common attitude out there amongst almost everyone that uh, energy pretty much controls the earth. So it yeah. certainly makes sense uh, that energy plays, you know, a huge role in almost everything that you know we're doing. Uh, you know, oh, just yes. even just being on the earth. But uh, a, a thing I wanted to run by is uh... in a recent case that we were working uh... Um, we uh... went to washington state uh, your your home state to work on a uh, and i mentioned this last week uh... a missing little girl up in mccleary washington and we went with our search dogs and and uh, cleared a lot of areas up there but didn't come up with finding her and then just this past week uh... we went to uh, up north in Washington to search for uh, a, an adult that was missing and uh, uh, give me a little bit of a rendition as to how the case unfolded and, uh, and what you did from the psychic level and then ultimately how you switched gears and went into your private investigation mode.
2: Well, I guess here lies that I'm one person, so you can't take the psychic and separate her from the investigator it's and all separate her one. from the it's mother. All one so I'm just really one person, but um, I was provided uh, by Kelly um, and the Find Me team's um, coordinates. Um, you know, everybody turned in their information, and we grid all those coordinates. And then I went up a day earlier than the team arrived and actually did recon. So I, I took um, probably about eight hours, and I went to most of the locations that the coordinates Uh, you know were provided to me for and then I try to get a feel for is 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 this part of this or not Um, logically and not in some of it psychically like you know for instance there was two coordinates that I got very strong energetic hits on and I then tried to see where that fit into the puzzle and I And then I, you know, there was other areas that were actually, you know, really important for me to see, but I couldn't get on them. So so, you know, the next day when the team arrived, I kind of laid out, there were some coordinates that I said, these are probably not related or good coordinates and we don't need to spend a lot of time on them. Um, you know, so it just saves us a lot of time when the whole team gets there the next day to actually get out there, especially if we've got 24, you know, coordinates and there's a concentration that on, of them on an area. Now, in this case, what you did see with most of the coordinates that were turned in, although our target was the body, you could see that a lot of psychics were picking up on the, the, the route this body traveled. And you know it was good for me to be there a day early to kind of see you know, see some of that because you know a coordinate off in one location that was on a road that is between you know point A and point B of where you know maybe the body traveled. Well,
1: one you know, you of the got, things you, you hit on, one of the things you hit on, Shelley, I might wanted to point out again is that even though there were some some uh, GPS coordinates that we checked that were. You know, from our standpoint and yours, not really a viable place to go, and and the contour right. of the land was such it wouldn't have made sense because of many many reasons. But uh, the important thing is we still went and checked out the area and and checked out every person's uh, GPS coordinates because we had to rule Absolutely. them in, to rule them out. So uh, right. we didn't you want know, to leave any stone what, unturned.
0: What do you think it means, Shelley, when so many psychics felt the same locational pull?
2: It usually means that's where they're at. <laughs> you know, and, and most of the time, if you have a concentration in an area, you're, you're, you're getting it. Because that means that this those psychics are all hitting on the same signal. Because we're not talking to each other, and none of us know well, what the other is right. getting. That's so right. it's absolutely that that's, that's, where, that's key very much key. And as the, being the one psychic on the ground, especially the one that's got to do recon, you have to sit there and say, you know, of course you've got to set aside everything you think you know and be open for any experience that you're about to have because you've got to put aside the fact that you might think you're right and you're perfect and and be open to checking out and, and seeing where all everybody el- else's information is fitting into this. So you can't have an ego, especially if you're going out to do recon, because you you know if I miss one of them because I'm driving down the road and I said oh no way and I turn around and I don't really check it out and that's where the body's at. I'm not doing my team justice. You know it's important that I I look at everything and take it into consideration.
0: One of the things that I've noticed about all of those that I've come across, Kelly and Shelly and. Find me is this lack of ego motivation? It's much uh, much different.
2: Well, well our poor, go ahead, you know, our, Yeah, I was going to say our our clients really don't get to have their ego in play right now. You know, most of the time they're deceased and um, and so. I didn't mean yeah. the clients.
0: I meant more those psychics and others who are involved with find me. There has been in in my experience. A real lack of—it's uh, all about me. I'm right. I'm going to find it for me. There's much more of this group dedication to helping other yeah. people. That's what I was. We're,
2: we're we're a team. We're not absolutely I mean, with that. It's like a football team. You can't just throw the quarterback on the field and expect to win the game. You have to have everybody else—the linebackers, the center, the—you know—everybody needs to be involved in order for that team to win. And for our team to win, we all have to do our best and be focused on, you know, our our clients and what our clients want us to do for them, which is usually finding their loved ones. You know, our egos cannot come into play. And, you know, it, this is a God-given gift. And when we're tapping into the universal signal and the energy, it's, it's not just us. It's, we have to have a lot of other factors come into play. You know, one of the things is you gotta take care of yourself, too. If you're too tired, like, you know, this last week, I've worked on, you know, three really hard cases and been on the road, and I'm, I'm exhausted. And I need my team members to kind of pick up the slack when I get tired
0: hired well we're happy that you're here with us today this is this is for sure (laughs) speaking of teamwork i know in one of our earlier programs kelly you said that for really good teamwork one of your goals is to have psychic team members join investigations by law enforcement at the very beginning i don't know how you feel about this shelley but i know it is something very strong for kelly
1: well that why well, I think the most critical element here is over the years all of the psychics have told me I wish I could get to where the crime was committed or where the last place that the person was seen that is missing and we experienced that about four months ago when we did a uh, trip to Los Angeles and we found out that by going to the scene we got all of this energy and I mean it was overwhelming energy and this is where the murder was committed so it proved to me beyond a shadow of a doubt that by being at the scene you're starting to pick up a lot of energy and we go back to that word energy again but it was overwhelming energy and I know Shelley felt it I felt it and so did the other two psychics that were there so it's uh, it's something that is critical and uh, Shelley what was your feeling about that?
2: Well, in here lies what we were just kind of going over in terms of ego. When you have law enforcement and detectives, you know, some detectives, I would say the best detectives that are out there, actually have some psychic or intuitive ability. And you hear them say it all the time. I had a hunch. I didn't feel right. I went this way or I went that way, just my gut told me to. They're saying the same thing we're saying, but the problem is with law enforcement agencies, a lot of times they're trying to keep it centralized, trying to keep it in house, and you know their egos are into play. And the problem is, they you know the first three months they think they're on top of it and they think they might solve it, and then they get into six months, nine months, a year, and then they realize they might need the help. It would. Be great if at the very beginning we had a lot of this stuff lined up where we might be able to get involved on, and very early on. It's going to take a lot of relationship building and a lot of trust building, and. Um, you know in their life why probably some of my certifications might help with me and with this group but um, you know the egos do come into play a little bit and every detective that's their job they want to solve the case you know i so think they should to detective. welcome they should welcome the help yeah but i you know i talked to one the other day and he's getting ready to retire and he's got a 30 year old missing person case and he and, I'm, oh. and he said he wanted the one case he wants to solve before he retires and now ask for my help. I'm thinking 30 years.
0: Well, well some, that'd be one heck of a story and I'd like to hear more about that as we all would. You'll be back with us very shortly after we take a break. Please, psychics, find me and you can chat with us at hearwomentalk.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jessica Dorvaj, host of the Where is My Guru show, and you are listening to
4: Hear Women Talk Radio.
1: Attention boppers, shaggers, and swingers join us at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. for the fast-paced excitement of the Swing Syndicate. Study the swing styles of Jitterbug, Double Time, Lindy, West Coast, East Coast, and Show. Sure to be a big hit on the Grand Strand. That's the Swing Syndicate, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock, at the J.B. Floyd Community Center in North Myrtle Beach,
3: 1030 Possum Trot Road, Wednesdays, 7 o'clock.
4: Hi, folks. This is Private investigator Vicki Childs, host of the Vicki Childs Show on Hear Women Talk Radio. How safe is your cell phone? Is someone listening to all your calls or reading your text messages? How about your computer? Is someone watching all your keystrokes? Or do you want to know what your child, your employee, or your spouse are doing on a computer or cell phone. If you need computer or cell phone forensics, do what I do. Talk to Steve Abrams at abramsforensics.com. Steve is a highly respected and skilled forensics expert as well as an attorney. Contact Steve Abrams for a free 15-minute consultation at abramsforensics.com. That's abramsforensics.com. Or click on the Abrams Forensics banner ad on Hear Women Talk and use promo code
0: When you're in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, home of Zeus Broadcast Network, and hear women talk, there's a wonderful adventure that you should try, Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
1: Go to www.carolinasafari.com and check out Carolina Safari. Mention, hear women talk, and get a discount from Carolina Safari Jeep Tours.
0: See another side of Myrtle Beach. Get wild with wildlife. Explore history, nature, and mystery on a Carolina Safari. Jeep tour
1: hi my name is Jesse Jordan with further faster initiatives and you're listening to hear women talk radio find me. Find me.
0: Find me. police psychics find me Welcome back to Police Psychics. Find me. I'm Valerie Graham with Kelly Snyder and our guest, Shelly Hale. Shelly, you are president of Commandigo. You sound like a female Rambo. I know you are an, well, I think Kelly told me that, but you are a licensed private investigator, a certified anti terrorism specialist, cyber warfare, threat profiling expert, and many, many designations and licenses, but I understand that Commandigo got its name not from Rambo or even from Commando, but please share with everyone how you got this name.
2: Well, I have a 24-year-old daughter, Amanda, and when she was going through her teenage years, she was running off and getting in all kinds of little trouble here and there and i was often using my psychic abilities to check in with her and you know, follow it. up and it. find her and so when she finally left home i was able to my other boys were starting school and i had more free time and i could start a business and so i named it see amanda go after Come all of my experience of chasing after my daughter oh that's so a wonderful
0: wonderful Wonderful Mother Rambo story, Mama Rambo.
2: I like it. And she, my daughter, turned out awesome. So I just want to. Yeah, with all that all those gifts, all those gifts, all those tough. uh, One thing I will say, all of you psychic parents out there who are raising kids and always, (laughs) you know, realizing what they're doing, let them have some of these experiences because if you interfere and fix too much for them. it's, they're only going to keep having some bad things because they've got to learn their lessons. Very too. valuable so. point,
0: very valuable. Speaking of valuable input, you and Kelly have participated recently in some very fascinating cases out in the Pacific Northwest. I'd love to hear about yes, some we, more about that.
2: We, well, we were just in... Um, Up near the San Juans in the islands, and we were working on a case, uh, of a person that, uh, disappeared, and, uh, the, actually, I, it looks like the suspect is going to be pleading guilty, but we've, we were asked to find the body. And uh, we actually had all of our coordinates. We lo- we went and searched all of them. Um, I like I said, I did the recon a day early, and then we brought in the dogs, the cadaver dogs, and it was Christy and her team, which is there. I love working with them. Uh, we've done two cases together here in Washington. I can't wait to do more with her. Um, and then Kelly was here as well, and we um, the dogs. We took them to uh, location, and the dogs did alert and um we actually got them out on a boat i had to leave a day early because i had to um go out of town um and they followed up and kelly do you want to say what happened after i left
1: trouble yeah it was a little bit of uh excitement but being on the boat was uh you know more excitement than normal just because there were high winds and we were in a little uh almost a skiff it wasn't much bigger than that i think it was a total of ten feet long but we needed something that was close to the water so the dogs could alert on the water which incidentally they can for those uh, people in the listening audience that are trying to figure out if a dog can smell a decomp body underwater the answer is yes because the gases from the body still release onto the surface of the water and we went back to the area that we had searched on land and it was a small little island uh, off the uh, sound and uh, the dogs alerted in the boat on three occasions so uh, we're not certain it's our dead body but there's definitely uh, some type of human remains underneath the surface of the water in the same place that the dogs alerted on shore and then in the middle of doing all of this while I was trying to protect them from the land but couldn't get back on the island for Reasons uh, I won't mention. Um, we uh, we had six shots fired at us uh, at the boat, Oof. and uh, we we located the area where the shots came from, and uh, the police were going to follow up on that. Uh, actually, do you, do you uh, think they were warning shots or not? Well, yeah. I mean, there was no reason for anyone to be shooting in that particular area. There was a residence. Uh, that we think the shout, shots came from, and there was nothing else within at least a mile on either side of that residence. It was a high caliber, you know, handgun, probably a 44 or 45 caliber. And uh, so the police, the day we were actually leaving, the day after the shooting, uh, we're going to follow up by talking to the people at that house and and see if there was any connection to our missing person and uh, and the people that you know, the police think are involved in, and more importantly, uh, involved and uh, possibly connected to the suspect that Shelley mentioned, uh, uh, that possibly, you know, we don't know yet for sure because I haven't checked the news, but may have pled guilty today, and, and uh, hopefully he'll take us right to the body, and I can report on that next week.
0: Absolutely. Well, have you had other such encounters with shots fired or, or a lot of obstruction as you've gone out to attempt to bring closure to the families?
1: yeah we did um about four years ago up in a place called congress uh arizona it's way out in the boonies i think the population up there is about 400 in the in the uh, summertime and then the snowbirds come and make it about 800 in the winter but it's a very isolated community uh on the way from wickenburg to prescott right in the middle and uh we were out in the desert searching a particular area and uh it was rifle shots uh, we couldn't see anything being disturbed around us that they were directed at us but it was close enough and isolated enough that we truly believed it was warning shots for us to get out of the area so
0: Cause some people you know, don't want people to be found I take it
1: well obviously especially if you're the one that killed them and you stash their body somewhere you uh, don't necessarily want to take on a team of 12 people or 15 I think we had there that day and and we all that are qualified take our own weapons with us for the obvious reason we don't want to be put in a situation where we can't defend ourselves so yeah it does get a little interesting out there and of course it's it's an absolute beautiful thing to see the dogs work because they're so incredibly qualified and all certified in the in the various you know scent tracking and uh, cadaver searches so it becomes interesting. And
2: Christy's uh, amazing. She's amazing and so professional. I I just love working with her.
1: Well, the great thing about Christy is uh, she's going to be on the show here in the near future, and uh, she can go into great detail as to the, you know, we train our dogs two thousand hours, which uh, computes to about two years, oh and there's my. no other oh. agency that we're aware of that that takes them to that extreme. But we just don't want any mistakes. We want our dogs to be the best. And, uh, that's why Christy goes the extra mile and,
0: uh. I look forward to no, hearing about oh yeah, the training I mean, she's, and all of that.
1: Like Shelly was saying, she's incredibly, um, gifted at what she does in training of dogs. So. Anyway, one of the things I did want to touch base with you, you know, before we end it today, Shelly is, uh, is just a, a general feeling of, you know, how we're approaching these cases from a hundred psychics and then your abilities as a private investigator and the, as you put it, the collaboration amongst everyone to try to, you know, put as much thought into each and every case as possible, not just take one psychic's uh, belief and, and roll with that. We're, we're taking everyone's beliefs and trying to make sense out of everyone.
2: Well, I actually am um, very interested in, you know, continuing to, you know, pull together everybody's information and try to make sense of it and it's so important with collaboration. I, I get I Kelly you know you often will give I, I'll ask you for you know at least some people's information and I, I tend to plot it out I do really much enjoy being able to do the recon work because visiting um, the sites and actually going out to the locations and, and seeing if it makes sense or does it make sense or where it might fit in because you know oftentimes somebody might be um, abducted in one location they might be taken to a another location or it may be several and something could happen in each one of those uh, you know even though our ultimate target is to find the body because that's what most people are asking us to do a lot of psychics might be picking up on that part of the signal that isn't that end result so uh, sometimes those are all kind of important i, I I find it, I don't stop. You know, you give us a case, Kelly will give me a case, assign me a case. I really don't stop. I work almost every single day from the minute I wake up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning until I go to bed, sometimes at 9 or 10 at night. I will work constantly on on trying to figure out each one of these cases, even after the fact. I don't stop. I just don't. You want real closure.
0: You really want closure.
2: On these cases Yeah, you can and I know, I will tell you, I know in almost every case that our information is good, that we've got some good information. I just need to find the one little piece. You know, and often, you know, we were only in McCleary for one day, and it just so happens that I felt very pulled towards the suspect and the suspect wasn't my what wasn't really what i was there for my i was there to find Lindsay. i couldn't help that she she kept pulling me towards the suspect i but my job is to find her so i sometimes will say you know i need two or three days on site it's not going to happen overnight um you know sometimes like even leaving mccleary there were things that i was processing um that took me a little time You know, to really kind of figure out why did I do that, or why did that person show up? You know, why am I driving down the street, McCleary, and this person that somebody had just mentioned to me is pulling around the corner at the same time that I'm thinking about them? And where do they fit into this? Is that important? You know, you have to look at it sometimes like coincidence coincidences are not coincidences they mean something you know there's a reason for it and you got to figure that out but you don't want them to you don't want to let them on to that you're on to them although sometimes i do (laughs) (laughs) i mean i basically i ran into somebody in mccleary and i point blank asked him if you had hit Lindsay in your car or you ran into her that day what would you have done Oh, oh,
0: that's pretty direct. Shelly, I know there, yeah, are some, there are some who have wanted to ask you questions. We're just about out of time, but you can go to okay. www.findme2.com, www.findme2.com, and they can locate you there and also find out more about Kelly Snyder and
2: others that are part of yeah, the they Find can Me organization. Send an email to Kelly. He'll get it to me and, and, you know, whatever questions you have. Or if you're interested in, in using us, we're absolutely free. Um, and, you know, we would love to look at your case if you have one. Um, like I said, I won't stop working on your case. If Kelly gives it to me, I will work on it till it's solved. And I
0: understand the two of you talk about the cases just about every day.
2: Every we do. day. Well, <laughs> Every Shelley, day. Thank you. 10 times a day. <laughs> thank thank you,
1: Shelley. you so much, Shelly, for joining us today. It was great talking to you on the show, and uh, I'm sure I'll hear from you in about two minutes after we're off. So.
2: <laughs> Post mortem.
1: Yeah, it was very much. nice.
2: I hope that I hope that everybody got something out of it. You know, um, if you you know, I I really enjoy this work. I, I work my butt off for Kelly and for the Find Me team, and. Um, Like I said, we're doing our best to solve as many cases and help police departments and law enforcement across this nation who are low on resources. So
0: It was wonderful to talk with you today, Shelly Hale. We'll be back next week, Kelly, with a brand-new show, and we'll look forward to talking with everyone at that time. And you can talk with us at any time at
5: hearwomentalk.com.
1: Thanks, everyone.